time here. So um, you may be familiar with the prayer uh, acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, like ACT with an S on the end there. Uh, And that stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And uh, so now when I was asked uh, if I would do a teaching on how do we pray, um, I, I was really glad I got this topic because... Uh, I still remember from a time when I was in middle school, uh, a lesson that, you know, was taught. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember the lesson from middle school. Guys, eyes up here. All right. Uh, So, um, and that was, uh, it was a lesson on how to pray, and they taught this model. And this is a model that I've used since middle school, and I was, like, debating, like, do I, you know, this is from, like, the, you know, the 90s, you know, Um, but uh, I'm thinking to myself, oh, is this old? Should I come up with something new? But then I'm, I'm thinking, if this is something that I remember from the time when I was like in your shoes or even younger, uh, I think it's got some value uh, value to it here. And it's really simple, um, but, uh, but I think effective and, and helpful. Um, so when I was a teenager, I learned to pray using the Acts method. And uh, what, one thing that did surprise me and was new to me in preparation for this um, talk was that it has the same elements uh, as the Lord's Prayer um, from Scripture um, except for one specific part of it, but um, a lot of the same elements as the Lord's Prayer. Now, um, the Lord's Prayer, uh, if you're not familiar with that, uh, in Luke chapter 7, uh, there's a little part where uh, the disciples ask Jesus. So his followers, the disciples, ask Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to pray. So I'm thinking, if, if we're talking about uh, a lesson on how do we pray, and I'm going to go to Scripture for it, I'm going to look and see... The, the part where the disciples actually ask Jesus, how, how do we pray, and find Jesus' answer there. All right, so this, uh, this is not something that, like, I'm, you know, making up or that, um, you know, I'm just pulling out of uh, some other teaching somewhere. These are, these are Jesus' words here uh, teaching the disciples how to pray. So I'm actually going to look at, there's, uh, as you know, in the Gospels, Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, all right, there's these four Gospels that, um, talk about Jesus's earthly ministry. And, and um, so in Luke is when, you know, it's recorded that they asked him to, to teach that. In uh, Matthew chapter 6, actually, it, it, uh, the Matthew's uh, recording or writing of the, the gospel is a little more detailed when it comes to the Lord's Prayer. So I'm going to read from there. It's in Matthew chapter 6. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew chapter 6. All right. Uh, it's the first book of the New Testament, all right? Uh, so more than halfway through your Bible, too, as you get back, uh, back there. And um, if you need a Bible, uh, just put your hand up. One of the staff will come around uh, and bring Bibles. So if you need one, if you didn't get one yet, all righty, just put your hand up. But I think looks like they already came around. So Matthew chapter 6, uh, and starting in verse 9, All right, Matthew chapter 6, and starting in verse 9, it says, uh, So then, this is how you should pray. Uh, And Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Um, So now... Uh, I want to stress and emphasize to you guys that this 
is not, uh, this is only one framework or model uh, for prayer and not the only way to pray. Um, and this uh, passage even, while this is Jesus answering their question saying, this is how you should pray, uh, he's not saying you should just recite only this prayer all the time over and over, and this is the only way to pray. He's modeling for them a way to pray uh, as well, or a direction, uh, or as even as uh, Nick had talked about a, a while back with Scripture, kind of like um, guardrails, uh, you know, to, to guide us uh, as, as we pray. And so um, all of our words, though, uh, more than anything, uh, Jesus wants us to come to him, and all of our words to him he, he accepts as our movement towards him. And uh, so um, this is how, though, I'm going to use the Acts method um, based on the Lord's Prayer. And uh, we're going to look at the first one, the letter A, uh, and Brandon can bring it up there. Good. The uh, adoration prayer. All right. What does adoration mean, somebody? What word do you see in there? What does adoration mean? Lucas? All right. Praise, right? And what word do you see in there? Adore, right? Um, to adore, to show God. Uh, it, adoration simply means adoring God, giving him his rightful credit uh, and acknowledging his attributes. Now, uh, attributes, is a, it's a big, kind of like a big word, big Bible word, or big, you know, we use it in other places too. Um, there'll be a handout uh, later on that has uh, like 15 attributes of God. There's even more. Uh, but to kind of help guide us through this, uh, this time here, but basically, um, we're praising God. We're lifting up praise to God and telling God how great he is. That's a great way to start our prayers, is to acknowledge the one that we're praying to. Um, and in, in the, um, the Lord's Prayer there, it says, Our Father who, who is in heaven, hallowed be, be thy name. Um, and uh, Father is just, you know, it's, it's one of the best uh, or most endearing terms we can use uh, for God. Um, I know in my life, uh, until I had kids, I didn't really, uh, you know, fully appreciate this as much until, uh, until I had uh, children, children of my own um, and, uh, and, like, wrapped a, wrapped my mind around the love that a father uh, or a mother has uh, for their child. Um, and then I started to understand God's love uh, in a deeper way. But, um, you know, we have relationships where someone is our mother or father or someone who cares for us as a, as a mother or father, you know, would. And so um, at the same time, God's love is infinitely more complete than, than even than my love I know for my kids. Um, and, uh, but having our own children gives us a glimpse of God's great love for us. And... When we look at the word hallowed, hallowed be thy name, you know, it sounds so official and, and big, but it's really just a word that means holy um, or set apart or set above, really. Um, and uh, we're just recognizing God's holiness. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, um, John writes about the four living creatures. You don't have to turn there, but um, Revelation's like, you know, just a very interesting book, and Pastor Mark preached on it a little while back, and, and so... Uh, it says, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, uh, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They never 
cease to say it, and they can't say it enough times how holy and how high above us God is. It's an amazing thing that the creator of all things, larger, bigger, stronger, wiser, uh, more powerful than any other, uh, and the one who, uh, the, the stars in the sky, it says he placed them uh, in the sky with his fingertips. And when you study, uh, you know, stars and planets and, and things like that and the size of them compared to earth or compared to our sun and all of that, it's amazing to think that God either spoke things like that into existence or placed them in the, the, the sky with just his fingertips. And so when we have this God that is this big and this powerful uh, and this just this, this wise, um, yet he knows and cares about us. It, it says that he knows the number of hairs uh, on our head even. He knows us so intimately, and he knit us together. Knitting is like a, such a specific, uh, you know, and, and careful thing, uh, and, and he knit us together in, in our mother's womb, uh, it says, and that's uh, how much he cares. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so uh, there's this, this idea that God is so big and so strong and so wise, yet um, he knows us and cares about us uh, personally and intimately. And so um, when, we, when we start, I mean, uh, to make it simple, you know, some of the attributes uh, of God are, are that he's sovereign, which just is a big word that means in control, uh, of all things, or that he's righteous, um, uh, that he's a healer, a comforter, uh, that he's just, that he's full of love and full of mercy, um, that he's faithful. So these are the types of things uh, when we talk about attributes of God, and we start out by really just recognizing how great God is and telling him how great he is. Um, and so I want to encourage you and uh, as, as we start, uh, when, we, when we practice praying even, um, that a great way to start off prayer is just to tell how God, or God how great he is. Um, the next one, uh, letter, letter C there, is for confession. Um, so confession is a part of prayer as well, and a really important uh, part of prayer. During confession, we admit our sins to God and ask him to forgive us. Uh, and this, you know, I asked you all, have you ever wronged a friend or wronged a family member? Um, we sin against God. Um, and, uh, but in the Lord's Prayer, in verse 12, it says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, all right, or forgiven the ones who have wronged us. Um, so uh, as I pray, I often pray uh, for my children or my family, um, that they will know that they're sinners. Um, and it seems like, yeah, a little counterintuitive. I saw Gabby just like, what? You pray that I'll know I'm a sinner? Um, and so here's the deal. From, from a worldly perspective, the world a lot of times is like, um, if you admit you're a sinner, you've done anything wrong, it's going to damage your self-esteem or your sense of self, self-worth or anything. Like, I don't want to admit uh, or say that I've ever done anything wrong or made a mistake or... Um, but the truth is, uh, is, is the opposite. Until we're able to admit our sins, we'll never be able to experience freedom uh, in Christ 
and a true understanding of our value in Christ um, and his value, uh, you know, for us, a relationship with him. Um, turn to, uh, to Psalm 51, if you would, with me. So Psalm, if you open up to the middle of your Bible, you'll probably be in Psalms there or close to it. All right. So Psalm 51, there's a, uh, 150 Psalms. So chapter 51 is where you want to be, though. Psalm 51. Good. Good job. Psalm 51. Now, uh, here in Psalm 51, uh, this is written after a time uh, where David, a lot of us know about David in the Bible, all right? Um, so we know he was a shepherd. Uh, we know that uh, God told Samuel to, to anoint him as, uh, as a king, even though when Samuel came uh, to his father Jesse, uh, he thought, uh, Jesse thought, you know, oh, it's got to be my oldest son who's, who's going to be uh, the next king. And um, this, uh, this part of Psalms here is, uh, this is him writing uh, after Nathan came to him. Um, and David write, uh, said these words here in Psalm 51, verse 1. He says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my sins. 
Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, which is another word for sin, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. In verse 5, he says, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Uh, Surely you desire truth in the inner parts, and you teach me wisdom in the inmost place. He says, Cleanse me with hyssop, uh, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. And then uh, he says this in verse 10. Um, These are great verses here. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and renew a, a right spirit within me or grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Um, And so uh, we see here David realizing, or basically he's agreeing with God that he's sinned. Um, And uh, that's what, that's what confession is. We're agreeing with God and, and instead of uh, the opposite, which is rebelling against him, we're, we're agreeing with him that what we've, that we've, we've done wrong. We've made mistakes and acknowledging that before him and asking his forgiveness um, and uh, then living and walking in that forgiveness. Um, so there's a, couple of, uh, there's a couple of traits. The Bible teaches that there are traits that God's people have that show that we are, in fact, God's people and belong to Christ um, or, or that we're truly united with him. Um, so... Uh, one of those traits is how we deal with sin in our lives. Because, guys, we've talked about this right before, that um, we, we acknowledge that we're sinners, and then uh, we go to, to God and say, God, you know, I know I've sinned. Thank you that while I was still a sinner, you loved me so much that, and showed it by sending your son Jesus. We know that Jesus came to earth to live a sinless life, die a sacrificial death on the cross, and he overcame the power of sin and death when he, when he, raised, when he raised, was raised from the dead. Uh, and he offers us life and offers us forgiveness uh, from our sins. And we're cleansed at that point when we, when we believe that and, and receive that, that gift of salvation. Um, we're, we know we're cleansed of our sins. They're washed away. Um, at the same time, there's this thing in our lives with, that's complicated, a complicating issue is that Christians still make mistakes and still sin from time to time. So, and that's what um, John writes about in John, 1 John 1.8. He said, if we, have no, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Um, so the question becomes this, uh, becomes this, if we are a true child of God and if our sins are truly fully paid for or covered, uh, or canceled, what will we feel? Uh, what will our thoughts and actions be towards our ongoing sin? And uh, here's, here's the biblical answer here. Guys, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, it says, you have died, or the old man has died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Um, and then in Colossians 3, 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, 
passion, evil desire. Um, so one trait of people whose sins are uh, fully paid for uh, is that we make war against the sin in our lives that still, that still exists. The mark of those whose sins are fully covered or canceled there, uh, we make war on our sin. We put it to death. Um, but we can't do that if we don't admit or confess that we have sin. Do you understand that? We can't, if we don't ever admit that we're sinners, all right, uh, or we say that we've, you know, if we never uh, acknowledge that we've rebelled against God or that we're rebelling against God, then we never uh, make war against or put to death the sin that does exist in our life if we never acknowledge it. And the second trait then is confession. In 1 John uh, 1.9, it says this, uh, if we can uh, confess our sins, uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. All right. Um, You guys talked about some characteristics of friends, right? As faithful, some of you mentioned loyal or faithful. Uh, God is the ultimate in faithfulness. Uh, And if we confess our sins, it says he is faithful and he's just. Um, And uh, he will forgive our sins. So again, confessing our sin is just the agreement with God that we have sin and that it must be fought and killed. Um, We put that sin to death. Um, And uh, so we started with uh, adoration, praising God, and then we come before him and we agree with him that we're, we're sinners, we've all sinned, and we need forgiveness, and we ask him for that forgiveness. Um, and then the third uh, element here, the letter T, uh, thanksgiving. Um, now, this is the one that's not specifically mentioned uh, in, in the, uh, the Lord's Prayer there, um, but there's lots of scripture uh, that talks about praying with thankfulness. I'm just going to go through a couple here. There's a kind of a, a, a list of references. But in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18, Paul instructs us to pray without ceasing. That means without stopping. Uh, that we, uh, and that doesn't mean uh, all day long we're just, uh, you know, going on and on and on out loud uh, in a prayer. Um, it means that all throughout the day we're con- continuously um, reaching out to God or speaking to God or listening to God or moment to moment uh, as we, you know, feel led, we, we just lift up uh, short prayers to God. We pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Jesus also thanked God many times throughout scripture. He offered a prayer of thankfulness before meals uh, like in Matthew 14, 16 to 21 and Matthew 15, uh, 35 to 38, um, and uh, he gave thanks uh, at the Last Supper in Matthew 26, um, and Jesus thanked God for the miracle of bringing Lazarus back to life in John 11:41, and he thanked God in, in uh, Matthew 11:25 for revealing the secrets of the, the kingdom uh, to, uh, to people who were considered unworthy, and so um, there's many instances of prayers of thankfulness um, throughout Scripture, and um, it's a great way um, to, uh, to, to just honor God is to be thankful for the things we have. And that's when we ask the question there as well, you know, what are you thankful for about your friends and family and the things that they provide for you? 
Um, it's just a way to honor him, uh, to, uh, to be thankful. So prayers of thanksgiving are just prayers where you give thanks. Uh, so, um, so we have adoration, uh, we have confession, we have thanksgiving, uh, and then um, the, uh, the last one is supplication, all right? How many of you use the word supplication on the daily there? Yeah, pretty often. Yeah, you're like, yeah, thanks for this supplication here. Thanks uh, for, I could use some supplication. So, uh, but I mean, if you look at it, what's, what's one of the root words in there? What do you think? <laughs> sup. Uh, sup. Sup, God. Uh, so, uh, supply. Good, yes. Supply, okay. Um, so, uh, guys, supplication, real simply. Um, and uh, this is the last one here. Um, so stay with me, but uh, we're asking God to supply for our needs or uh, the needs of others. Um, asking God for what we need and, and what we want. Um, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, we see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, the idea of your kingdom come, when we say, what are we asking God to supply there? Uh, we're praying for Jesus' return and his rule. All right, we know that Jesus came to earth once, all right, um, and uh, like we talked about before, how he came to live uh, and die and rose again, but he promises that he's coming back again uh, for those who believe and follow him. Um, and so we look forward to that time and then to his eternal rule as well. So one thing we ask God to supply is, is that he would, uh, he would come back again. Um, and uh, then it says, though, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for God's will uh, to be done. Um, this is important because we're trusting God's plans and his, trusting that his plans and his ways are higher than our ways. And so uh, it's important to acknowledge that he is in control uh, and that his ways are higher and more, uh, more important than our uh, what we think is best, trusting that his ways are better. Um, and uh, so Jesus even, uh, the greatest example of this is in the Bible is when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion and prayed this exact prayer to God before he, uh, his crucifixion in Matthew 26, 39. He said, not, you know, if it's possible, could this, you know, could this pass from me? Could I not have to do this? But even so, um, you know, not my will, but your will, God, be done. And so he modeled, uh, Jesus modeled that for us. Um, but then also um, supplication, we ask for uh, God to meet our daily needs. Give us this day our daily bread, it says in the Lord's Prayer there. And it's not just talking about food there, but it's just talking about our daily needs and what I need for today. Because none of us is promised tomorrow, right? We don't know. Um, but every day, um, we, we can go to, to, to God and ask him uh, for the things that we need. Uh, and he is our provider. Um, and so uh, we pray and ask God to supply our needs and acknowledge uh, that they come, uh, uh, they come from him. But it's not just, uh, you know, food or money and things like that. Um, but strength, emotional stability, health, all of those things we recognize come from him. And when I asked you, you know, what favors would you ask your friends or family, 
you know, that's the idea of supplication there. Um, and the last one, and Mark touched on this last week, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A prayer for protection uh, and deliverance there. Um, that he would um, uh, build our spiritual strength um, to, uh, to face uh, temptation and, and overcome uh, temptation uh, in his power and in his strength. And so we're asking him uh, to do that uh, for us. So um, throughout the time of supplication, we, we pray for uh, things that we need and want for ourselves, for others, and for this world. Um, however, we do it under, and this is the last thing here, guys, under uh, the umbrella of God's kingdom purposes. Because um, in the Bible, we see things, uh, times where it says, you know, ask whatever you want in my name, and I'll give it to you. And so some people are like, oh, so the Bible's saying if I ask for a million dollars, I'll have a million dollars, or to win the lottery, or whatever, you know. Um, the idea of prayer is not, and guys, listen to this, the idea of prayer uh, is not conforming uh, God to our will or getting God to, to grant our wishes, but it's us uh, conforming to his will and understanding better uh, what we should be asking for and uh, understanding that his, again, his ways are higher than ours and that um, we, uh, we start to pray um, more along the lines of his purposes for our lives and others. Um, and just like Nick had mentioned uh, previously as well, uh, prayer should be our first response and not, uh, not our last resort. Um, so when we look at the word acts, if you remember, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, um, before we act, all right, before we act in all things, we should be going to God in prayer. Um, and uh, so in your small groups tonight, uh, you're just going to kind of review uh, some, of those, uh, some of those points and maybe even at the end practice um, with in, in some small groups um, just praying. Now, the, it, right before the Lord's Prayer there, uh, Jesus talks about how, uh, you know, you should pray in quiet and, and uh, not make a show of it. It's not about making a show of things, uh, but there are times where we pray corporately uh, or in small groups and everything, and there's examples of that uh, throughout Scripture, even in the book of Acts. Um, and um, so uh, we're going to practice that a little bit this week, and I know next week even more so. Um, so as you, uh, I'm going to close in prayer, and as we leave from this place, uh, you'll get a little handout with the attributes of God, Leaders have uh, small group questions, and uh, we'll uh, spend a little time practicing uh, the Acts method of prayer there. So uh, let's pray together here, and uh, we'll dismiss. God, we thank you so much uh, for who you are, for your great love, and, and uh, Lord, just uh, your amazing power. We thank you that um, you made us for a relationship with you, Lord, and we know that we've sinned and and. Uh, damage that relationship, but you loved us so much, even while we were still sinners, that you sent your son Jesus for us uh, to live a sinless life, die a sacrificial death on the cross. And Jesus, we thank you that in your great power you overcame sin and death, uh, and you offer us life. Um, and we're so thankful for uh, the opportunity to have a relationship with you, for the many ways that you provide for us. 
And uh, we ask, Lord, that you would uh, give us the strength each day um, to, uh, to follow you, uh, to love others, Lord, that you give us uh, courage and, and uh, opportunity uh, to tell others about you um, and how um, you, you came to make uh, dead people alive, Lord, and, and, and you gave us uh, life, and you promised us that you're coming back, and we thank you uh, for that promise uh, and how you are faithful and your promises never fail. And uh, we just pray these things in your holy name. Amen.